0: Everybody and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And
2: my name is Ashton.
0: Good morning, gentle people. Hello. Good
2: morning. How
0: are we
3: doing? Uh, I'm doing all right, thanks. So good. Okay, so good. how are you? <laughs> how are you?
0: Yeah, I'm all right actually. Good. Uh, we don't because it happened last night at the time of recording. Mm. Uh, we don't have a specific question about it. So I thought Maybe we could hop in right now and talk about the developer direct that Xbox slash Bethesda did uh, on Wednesday.
3: Well, I've only looked at Hi-Fi Rush. I didn't watch the... I've not caught up yet on the whole event. Mm. Um, It was only like 45 minutes long. Because I'm Uh, not that interested in Redfall. So I was like, like, I'm not going to watch it live mm because it's probably going to be mostly Redfall. So I'll just wait and see if there's anything else. And I will probably watch the actual Redfall stuff as well eventually, but I wasn't desperate to see it so right
0: yeah ashton you were you were a big fan of the presentation yeah i watched it
2: this morning and i was really like just having a good time just thought it was nice Mm -hmm. it was all like kind of as if they were writing on the screen like old school it kind of gave me like old school powerpoint presentation vibes yes but in the best way i really know that you love a powerpoint you do Mm -hmm. um and yeah i I thought it was really nice and uh, they got like chats from the devs there wasn't any like extra kind of like snazzy unnecessary guff. Mm. It was just kind of like, here are the devs. Here's them talking about the gameplay mechanics. Here's a little fun fact about them underneath their name. How fun and cute. Aren't we so quirky? And I was like, yes you are. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: <laughs> Lots of uh, dot matrix printer sound effects as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Noises. I just yeah. thought
2: it was nice. Yeah. It was just a nice little show.
0: It was. Uh, we only saw a handful of games there, which is five games, to be which is what we were we were expecting. Minecraft Legends. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, again, Ashton, you quite like the look of <laughs> I like the
2: look of it I didn't really wasn't really that interested and I don't know if I'll spend money on it but I was watching they were talking about the PVP version of the game and I was quite intrigued by it they were like you can in a team of four go against another team of four and you can like run and explore the world. They're all procedurally generated so every time it's different. So well, you
3: are our resident child. So am, if anyone's going to p- cover that game, i to get you in on
2: um, it. And you can like go off and play or like go off and explore or try and get new mounts or resources for your base or you can stay at the base and just build it up so people mm. can't get through. There's like traps you can set. You can collect mobs so that you can go and attack the other base and you've got like 50 skeletons behind you that are coming to attack. Um, I just that's thought it looked quite cool. fun. Mm. Um I don't know how it plays like the story mode itself, but from the, P- the PvP version, if I had three friends to play with, I'd be well up for giving that a go um, in online because I think it looks quite fun.
0: Yeah, mm. I, I liked the uh, the look of it as well. Obviously, it's mm. got the the Minecraft aesthetic, but I, I enjoy that being applied to other genres. Yeah. Um, I think There's it's also a cool the- look.
2: The baddies are called piglins, and I thought they were quite cute. That's great. They were like, they will attack you, because they're going to attack both teams. They're just like, they might come and attack you. They're coming, Peter. They're coming, the piglins. They're coming. And I just thought they were quite like, ah, if not, friend, why so cute?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Try and pet one. Yeah. See what happens. Can you pet the piglin? Yeah. We then had a discussion about forza that felt like it, w- it w- honestly it wouldn't end I skipped um, past that. there was there was a lot of car information in there if you if you're interested in forza maybe go and watch that uh hi-fi rush was the surprise mm. uh, appearance it was announced being developed by tango gameworks who previously worked on the evil within mm-hmm. and is headed by shinji mikami resident evil uh creator and survival horror legend mm. And Hi-Fi Rush is not that. No. It's like a combination of, uh, it looks a lot like Sunset Overdrive. Yes, what I thought. Jet Set Radio-ish. Jet Set Radio-ish with sort of a combat stylings of Metal Hellsinger from last year where everything's in time to the beat. They must have been gutted when Metal Hellsinger was announced and released. Yeah, but I guess it's like so
3: aesthetically different. and even is. Genre-wise, yeah. yeah. I I think that one's meant to
0: be, Metal is meant to be quite challenging Mm. and it looks like there's a lot of... uh, hello, Jesus, someone really <laughs> wants to get into the building. It looks like there's a lot of not accessibility as such, but also, yes, accessibility to mm. make this game fun to play because yeah. everything's in time to the beat. The whole world moves to the beat. Uh, enemies attack to the beat. QTEs are in time to the beat. Boss fights are in time to the beat. And I
2: think they said that like your combat will always be in time with the beat. But if you actively are in time with the beat when you, with your button presses, mm. your combat's more um, But you get rewarded.
3: Yeah, they said yeah. like you won't, if if you like miss the beat it's not like your attack's not going to do any damage or whatever no. it's just like you get bonus stuff if you're on on yeah. the beat
0: mm. and um, they shadow dropped it no less Yeah, yeah it's been they flipping did. flipping ages since something like that's happened they said it's available right, right now. now on Game Pass yeah. so when you're listening to this you can go and play it and check it out it looks really cool i I'd, I'd like to give it a go it's
3: honestly the first game that's been released not that not that i've heard of cuz there's Starfield as well that has made me like actually think i now require an Xbox. I know I can you can play it on Steam as well, but uh, you know everything else that Microsoft have released up to this point or you know, has been an Xbox exclusive. I've been like, okay, well, you know that looks great, but I'll I'll wait until this this pile builds up before I really want to get the other platform. Mm. But now mm. that has been shown off and been released, and I'm like, I really want to play that. That looks really good. So
0: I've
2: already downloaded it on PC Game Pass to play tonight. Yeah, I might have
0: to like get that. it on PC. Mm. The Elder Scrolls Online, there was a big old section about that. Uh, they're making all of their expansions free for a time, yeah, I believe. Yeah, I think so. And um. they've been
2: introducing their third class since mm. launch, like a new one. So right. I think she was like called an Arcana or something. Something magic-y. I kind of tuned out a little bit because
0: uh, I did give The Elder Scrolls Online a go, admittedly, a long time ago. Mm. And I I bounced off it because I wanted Skyrim with friends. And that's not really what it was. Uh, It was definitely an MMO. And it has a lot of players who really like it. It does. Like for an
3: MMO, it looks like it's pretty good. But I have a kind of a bit of a resentment for Elder Scrolls Online just because... I think partly because it's continuing to do so well. You
0: see all those expansions like (laughs) Elsewhere and Morrowind you think, man, imagine if those were single player. Yeah, Uh,
3: I think because it's doing so well, they're they're not in any hurry to bring out a single player game. So it's potentially causing a longer delay for the next Elder Scrolls. Absolutely. Well,
0: hopefully we get some Elder Scrolls news soon. Uh, The main event, though, was Redfall, which I believe is releasing on the 6th of May. 2nd of May. Second 2nd of May, first week of May mm. uh, is when it's coming out and we got a big old uh, look at the gameplay of that. It's I have a lot of faith in um Okay. Okay. thank you Arcane yeah. and I really enjoyed Deathloop and there was a section in there where you're where clearly they they're playing on their own and they're doing some sort of side content where they're sneaking into a brewery. a, a brewery. Thank you. A brewery <laughs> that's been overtaken by Sorry. I didn't know. I vampires. Five. No, no, uh, not actually uh, occultus. werewolves. Occultists. Thank you. Uh, yes. And uh that looks like proper arcane. It you looks know, fun. you were able to go up the ladder around the side and go in where you wanted. But the actual sort of almost uh left for dead, back for blood uh mm. style gameplay wasn't really doing much for me and when they're in the house there's like a vampire who who runs at you and he's he's like running in a straight line and then just 90 degree <laughs> turns and then runs at you again and i don't know how scary that's going to be no. if indeed it's meant to be scary
3: that's why it's not at the moment it's not for me i mean like i say i will actually watch that at some point but uh, I, I wasn't wasn't desperate to watch the event so i was like it's going to be redfall and i don't think redfall is the one for me or okay. even though i do historically i you know arcane have done some really good stuff but mm. yeah
2: I'm quite excited for Redfall. Mm-hmm. have been since they announced it. And I quite like the way it looked and the way you can interact with each other. There's like a, one of the characters makes like a jump pad that other characters can oh, use. Nice, yeah. And um, it looked like there was a lot of ways that you could help other players out. So there's like a quite a focus on having friends with you as well as a single player, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's coming to Game Pass day one as well. So yes. It's
0: more open fun. than I was expecting as well. So yeah. like quite mm-hmm. a big open map rather yeah. than the sort of linear approach we're used to with. Well, I, li- at least my expectations for Redfall was it's like left for dead and Mm. so I thought you'd play through it in a linear fashion but it seems you can kind of just wander around and do side stuff and there's like
2: safe rooms and areas you can like um, what's the word
0: Areas you can. You can. Like, from
2: vampires. You can. From nests? Yeah, but you, what can you take. You can take the. You can liberate them from the. Liberate, vampires. Right, right, yes.
0: There's sections that you take. Yeah, you're taking back the city, yeah. right, city. And also, there are these nests that you have to clear out that sounds like they're procedurally generated. They said they're different yeah. every time you go in, mm. uh, and there's a resource at the heart of them or something like that. It looks like there's a lot of stuff to do in this game. I don't know if I'm hugely excited for it, but I think it looks way more fun to play with people obviously mm. and i don't know that i'm gonna have people to play it that's with. the thing like yeah, i, I, I just don't play,
3: play multiplayer really I hardly ever um unless we're on couch uh you know if i'm around yes. your house or we're streaming that's when i multiply do multiplayer games a la sofa yeah sofa exactly <laughs> yeah. but um at home i don't i just don't log on and play multiplayer games so mm. I don't think I'm going to have that much opportunity to even play this game.
0: Okay, well then we'll play it actually. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll give it a go. But that was the uh, the developer underscore direct and uh, I liked it. It was almost state of play Nintendo Direct-esque in that mm-hmm. it's a very sort of truncated experience, highly produced beforehand. And it was not awkward in the slightest which a lot of these conferences run the risk of being uh so yeah i'd recommend people go and watch it it's only like 45 minutes long and mm. uh, there's some good stuff in there now though it's time to talk about this week's sponsor oh yeah each and every week we are sponsored by a very real video game adjacent sponsor that helps us keep the lights on in here dead island 2 the spider uh is still not just on holiday on holiday, is still on holiday the yet. longest holiday ever Ashton's house mm. um Ashton, I believe you have the ad read for I us? do,
2: yeah. So there's a game coming out tomorrow that some people might find a bit scary. Okay. A little bit spooky. Ooh. Especially if you suffer from celiac disease <laughs> and you can't have gluten. <laughs> okay. Yeah,
3: okay. Um, I, I see it coming. Yeah,
2: And might have, there's little ghoulies running around mm. their wheat protein and you can't...
3: Chop off their limbs. Chop off
2: their limbs to stop them from giving you tummy aches. Yes. It's, of course... Bread, Bread space, space. Rebake.
3: <laughs> <The> rebake. <laughs> okay, the Rebake I didn't see coming.
2: Yeah. That
0: complete. That was a, a left jab that caught you out of nowhere, wasn't <laughs> it? It was, yeah. ready for that. Uh, yeah, Bread Brilliant. space,
2: the Rebake is coming this week.
0: This week, I've heard this wheat. I've heard it's got like quite a good special edition that yeah. comes with some physical goodies. Can you talk us through that? The toasty version. The toasty version, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's
2: yeah. What I was talking about, yeah. Comes with um, a helmet. This made of bread. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. it does, You
0: have to consume it quickly. Yeah.
2: Mm. Um, a
3: steel book that's just bread. Yeah. is a bread book. It's
2: like in <laughs> inside the steel book. There's just one nice slice of bread, mm. um, a nice crisp white slice of bread. Mm. Um, it's like
3: a Warburton sandwich thing. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like all of the like art is just you know all the the concept art of mm. the the wheat ghoulies and stuff. So. Mm. It's not actually real, though. So. Oh, no, come that's on. Real. This Sorry. one's really
0: snuck up on us, though. Dead Space Remake. I, I knew it was coming out in January. Tomorrow. But uh, God, it's so now at the time of release. Mm. Yeah, uh, it's out. It's 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 out. Yeah. Uh, we don't know if it's any good, actually. Or if we're
3: getting a code, even. We were no down. No idea. We asked for one and they said, OK, you're on the list. You're on the list. But that means that could, nothing.
0: That could mean absolutely anything. That's just sort of like uh, a Facebook like from <laughs> from happy birthday. Like mm. means I've seen it. I acknowledge. Uh, but mm. no promises. No, we are in fact sponsored by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump where for as little as $1 per month, you can submit questions to this podcast and there's loads of other tiers available as well. The support goes a long way and we really, really appreciate it. So please consider supporting us on there if you can. Hmm. You got a question there?
3: Yeah, um, it's from Nexus Polaris who says, hey, Ben, Ashton and also Peter of the tiny variety. Hello. I've recently been downloading some MAME games. That's like multi-arcade... Uh, what does it stand for? Uh, I haven't looked I did look it up and I've forgotten. But <laughs> it means it's like a... It's an arcade emulator. Yeah, that has like multiple arcades all on it. It's just an arcade emulator. Uh, onto my Steam Deck. With such classics as Turtles Arcade, Simpsons Arcade, Gauntlet, etc. Which arcade cabinets would you personally have in your home if mm. given the space and chance? I'd personally go for Mortal Kombat 2, Area 51, Moonwalker, and Marvel vs. Capcom 2, thanks to Nostalgia. Make sure you follow, like, and subscribe. Keys Keys, your boy, Nexy P.
0: Uh, We should say that the... Thank you, Nexus. Thank you, Nexus. We should say that the MAME emulator is perfectly legal because it is an emulator. However, ROMs are... A bit more dicey, unless you're ripping your own ROMs. A crime. So hmm. do follow the law
3: and don't do crimes. No, you can only use your MAME if you already have all of the physical arcade cabinets yes. in your house. You need to put it from through the, the
0: magical device where it goes on a conveyor belt. You mm-hmm. load your arcade cabinet on its side on a conveyor belt. It passes through like an air security. Data. Like an yeah.
3: Acme yeah. machine.
0: Exactly, and then it comes out as a little USB stick mm. that you copy the file on, and, and
2: that's how it works. Legal. Mm. That's legal. the only
3: legal way to do
2: it. Though. Only way. Uh
3: so I brought sort of two categories of arcade games. I've got um the kind of the very old like 8-bit classics mm. and then some stuff that I would play I'd be more inclined to play now at an arcade um even though it's not what you typically associate, you know, it's not your Pac-Man's or your or your pongs no it's your whoa 3d graphics bloody hell interesting peripherals what hate hey, that so in the former category uh i've always been quite a fan of G- galaga i say some people say galaga i've never heard it galaga mm. before, haven't you I must say no that's the, the, the debate isn't it Pe- is it yeah so i've only uh, ever heard galaga a lot of people say galaga because it's like galaxy right again and it's in space
2: it's just a debate between peter and yeah
3: that's right? <laughs> the debate. The it's a debate it sounds like beer advertised for women yeah, it does. Galaga. Yeah. Um but uh, I'd drink that. Yeah. Uh, apparently, there's a, a debate as to whether it's Galaga or Galaga. I Most people do say Galaga, but okay. I've always been Galaga for some reason. Hey, let us know
0: in the comments. Is yeah. it Galaga or is it Galaga?
3: Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I've always been a fan of that. The uh, first time I played that, it was bundled at the start of Tekken because it's an Amco arcade oh. game. Tekken 1 on oh. PS1 started with Galagaga. Um, where you could uh, if you if you beat each round it would just keep ticking over it would keep playing Mm. Um, so uh, that was that was a lot of fun Uh, I also weirdly although it's very simple I've always really liked Frogger don't know why you know I don't know why particularly I've latched onto Frogger and not you know Joust or Pac-Man or something I don't like Pac-Man that much I'll play one round of Pac-Man like everyone will and then I'm done
0: yeah
3: Um, but Frogger I find quite satisfying, uh, but then in the more kind of recent category, uh, I would definitely in my house have um, the proper like peripheral version of Star Wars Episode One Racer with the 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 actual yes. engine mm. controls above your head. Like now this An- is Pod Racer, Anakin's Pod Racer. Yeah, uh, I would probably have a Tekken of some sort, either Tekken Three or Tekken Tag. Those are my favorites, and they always start in the arcades before they make it to uh, make their way to console. Um, And I really like Crazy Taxi as well. Mm -hmm. I like arcade driving games where it's got that weird reactive steering wheel that spins by itself and uh, pedals to Yeah. Um, So, I mean, almost any driving game would do, to be honest. But I think Crazy Taxi has a nice kind of vibe to it. So probably Mm -hmm. that. Ashton, what would you have in your house?
2: Well, thanks for asking, Peter. Um, I would like a Daytona. Um, da 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 da, yeah, I knew that was coming. Right um with all the peripherals so I could do a little driving game. Mm-hmm. I I see people like someone I know has got the full like driving setup like full like steering wheel and the the screen that goes like round yeah, and wow. the pedals. Um for like F1 yeah, simulation games yeah. and stuff. And I like I don't want any of that. I just want little Daytona and my little <laughs> yeah. beep. beep. Meet me.
0: the, the least comfortable seat in the yeah. entire world. Yeah, and a sort of solid. fake
3: seat belt
2: that you yeah. just
3: Pull
0: around yeah,
2: you for mm. full immersion, um and I would also like a House of the Dead game because mm-hmm. they're fun and you never really get that far into them, so you never really know what the story is because you die very quickly. True, yeah.
0: and you don't get to hear all the amazing voices. No, acting,
2: exactly, because too busy getting murdered. Again,
0: we really want to be Sega. Hey? We would love to be in the New House. Of the so Dead love game. to be in it. <laughs> if you need some voice actors to go, what was what was that noise? Whoa, was I that a? Can't believe,
2: James, zombie? you're
0: still alive. You must go and we'll control the chaos in the city. If you want that, we can do that. Yeah, mm. that is clearly our calling. Clearly
2: our calling.
3: Mm. Yeah. If we're not busy doing Wells Interactive, That's
2: yes, hey, we're, we're really nice. sort of
0: very full diary. Page. It's difficult to decide between the two, but yeah. uh, mm. I'll talk about Wells Interactive in a minute. Actually,
2: um, and I would also just like I'd like pinball, and I'd like a pinball game. Mm. One which time, variety, yeah. which
0: flavour of pinball?
2: Well, when we went to um, a bowling alley a little while ago, me and Peter's wife, Amy, spent about 10 minutes. Someone had put a pound in a pinball machine and they had left and there were still pinballs around. Was that out. the Batman one? No, Is it was a, a one. was a CSI yeah. one. It was a CSI one. right, okay. <laughs> and we spent ages just playing pinball. We had a great time and I'm like, God, I just want pinball. Maybe I want a CSI pinball. Mm-hmm. Just because it's like you go in and it had like a little like spinny thing, like a science, where they spin like a chemical Oh, like around. A, centrifuge oh, yeah. Yeah, a centrifuge Yeah, centrifuge, thank you. And it had one of those in the middle of it, and it would spin your ball around Whoa. and sling it off. And I was nice. like, sick.
3: I hadn't thought about like physical games. I would probably also have air hockey if we're including mm. stuff like that. you have had a
2: man hockey. cave, yeah, yeah,
3: 100%. A massive one, Yeah, <laughs> because an air hockey table is big. <laughs> big.
2: Mm. Air hockey's good. Yeah, it air is
3: good. good. I'm always scared I'm
2: going
0: to get my, hurt my fingers.
2: Yeah, or yeah. get my
3: teeth knocked out. Yeah. not that it ever comes off the ground but like I just feel like that's gonna come up and hit me in the face yeah. now
2: that's it air hockey mm.
0: yes real air hockey I've How got, got you a, a, oh, thank you Ashton for asking thank you Ashton for asking no problem I will uh, tell you the ones that I've got down here uh, <laughs> I would have uh, House of the Dead 4 mm. is the one specifically that, yes, for yes that's the one I like that's the one with the Uzi because it was in a bowling alley near uh, where I grew up and me and my friends mm-hmm. used to play that quite a lot right and it's the one where you when enemies uh, grab you you have to like shake the the oozy from side to side to get them to get the zombies off mm-hmm. and it hurts your hand actually. Mm. Like getting pin- the zombies off, it yeah, Getting the zombies off hurts your hand because it like pinches each side of your <laughs> thumb and your finger. It's like, ah, uh, and I always, uh, I always quite like that one. I always play House of the Dead, House of the Dead Four when I see it. I know it's not the classic one, but uh, I enjoy that, enjoy it. So mm. I would like that one. I would also like Time Crisis too because everybody loves Time Crisis, and as far as I'm concerned, that's the best one. I don't really know a great deal about Time
3: Crisis. I think it's generally considered to be the best one. Everyone loves. Not Time that Crisis I know anything too. about it either, but.
0: Guitar Hero Arcade. I can't Uh, play Guitar Hero, but for the sake of not having plastic peripherals all over the living room. It would almost be nice to have a permanent Guitar Hero station Mm. set up uh, for people to play on. Uh, The Simpsons Arcade is one I would also like because I really like the Simpsons Arcade game. And it's one of those great arcade titles where four players can play on the same machine. It's got buttons for each of the characters. Mm. So you all have to sort of squeeze in, but you can all play uh, at the same time, which is is fun. And the last one I've got written down here uh, is the Fast and Furious Superbikes, which based on... Two minutes of Googling may or may not be the arcade machine I put lots of pound going, coins into on a holiday when I was a teenager. Well, you
2: have the motorbike in it, like those toys. Yeah, you have to tilt. Oh, There's a few that are, are like
0: that, but based on screenshots, I think it's this one that I played. Mm. And it's the first arcade game where I managed to get my name on the high score. <gasps> um, not very high, but wow. it was on there. <laughs> and uh, my name is three letters, so it can fit on all high scores. Lucky. Which is, which is really good. That's useful. Peter's so, just pet. Head. That's the that's the one that's the ones that I would like in my house, please. Mm. Those are good ones. Yes, thank you. Speaking
2: thank you of things much. we'd like to play, should we talk about things that we have played this week?
0: That sounds like a new and exciting oh, this f- this section that I've brand new section. I've yeah. never heard of
2: before. I think we're calling it what we play in Okay.
0: Oh. It's what we play in time. Time to talk about the video games what we have been playing over the past week or so. Peter, what have you been playing?
3: Uh, so principally, mainly largely, mm. I've been playing Largely, for- Galagely. Galagely <laughs> no, Galagely. Uh, I have been playing Forspoken. Um, but I won't talk too much about that because we're going to do a little review corner on it in just a moment. Mm. But uh, I also streamed it as well. So some of you will have seen my kind of in-the-moment reactions to some of it there. And I'll talk about you know, some there'll be some slightly more coherent thoughts in review corner. I've also, to be a bit coy, I've been playing a game that I can't really talk about right oh, now. Oh, um, oh. But uh, all I'll say is it's it's kind of an indie thing, so it's not even it's not like a mainstream upcoming game. Um, Spread space, it's bread space, it is bread space. Bread space. yeah. Rebake. Uh, so don't don't even try and guess because you won't. Uh, but I'll, I won't be able to talk about that until like sometime in February. So uh, sorry. And uh, I have played a little tiny bit of the game that I'm going to be streaming this coming week. So uh, on Monday, I'll be streaming Silo Cybill. Sorry, what? Yeah, sorry, what? It's also an indie game. Mm -hmm. Um, It's this guy who has made... It's one of those where they've done it in like a PS1 rendering style, which I love. Oh, love it. It's getting... It's quite trendy now to do that. Lots of people are doing it. Yeah. And it's clearly like heavily inspired by Crash Bandicoot. Um, the, the Crash Bandicoot Trilogy, you play as like a mushroom boy. It's basically The Last of Us, Ooh. really. Uh, it's nothing to do with The Last of Us. You <laughs> are a basically just a sentient mushroom. Instead of a f- head and face, you just have a mushroom cap mm. on a neck. That sounds um, lovely. And you have to just platform through these very clearly Crash 1 inspired levels that are kind of very difficult at times. Um, and it's in a lovely retro style. Mm. So uh, I reached out to the guy and said, hey, if you could send me a code, I'd love to cover your game on uh, on our channel. And uh, it's been in early access for a very long time, but it's only just been like fully released. Like The, the actual like proper version is now available on Steam. So uh, I'll play that on, uh, on Monday properly. I've not played enough to really do a review corner on it, but uh, it would be nice to do maybe a, a brief review corner next week. So that's what I've been playing. Um, basically, I haven't really talked about... Any of them in particular for reasons, because one will be spoken about momentarily and the other two can't really say anything about right now. So Mm. that's what we've been playing. Ashton.
2: Well, I've been a bit sad boy this week, so uh, I've not really wanted to play that much. But when I am sad, I play The Sims and... Over Christmas, I walked by a house in Whitley Bay and I thought, this house looks silly. So I took a picture of it and I built it in the Sims. Wow. And I've been... And it's like a series of houses. So there's like four or five houses. So every time I've been sad this week, I've booted up the Sims and I've like furnished one of the houses. And Ooh. I've been like, cool. Okay, I'm done now. And then I turn my what's, computer off. What's
0: in the houses? What Wow! Well,
2: currently there's... I've done four out of five okay. and they all have different like people who live there. So one mm-hmm. of them's like... A couple that like met in college, and he's like a contractor, and she's like a marketing person. And they're really basic, and their their house looks like real. <laughs> do
0: you get to give bland. them backstories yourself, or uh, I just are these, yeah, these just are the backstories you've invented? Yeah. Okay, cool. And oh, the second you get to one, You give
3: them the basic trait though. Yeah. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. Well, I don't. I haven't actually made the Sims that go in these houses. I've just made the houses. Oh and right. I just made the story of my mind of like what, when okay. I've been decorating. You're gonna like, make
3: the Sims for it eventually. Well, or? I
2: would, but I don't think I've actually got enough. That you can only have eight Sims in a house. And because it's one uh, long, yeah, so one giant, of a I wouldn't little, be yeah. able to have right. them. And then the second house is a lesbian couple with three kids. <laughs> um, and then the third house is like a goth couple because their house is all like edgy and black and it's got like right. sick furniture and stuff. And then the fourth house I built is like a show home. And currently it's got like the same picture in like every room because nice. it's like they've been de- decorated. But I thought it was quite funny because when I was decorating that one, and this is just to myself, um, I was like, oh, it looks like the basic girl because she saw the show home and went, this house is perfect. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> right. then basically made I that I need all of the Yeah, for yeah. my house. So that's what I did. Um, and then I've also played some Play Up because I like that game. And you can make dumplings in it at the moment because it's Chinese New Year. Oh. So we're making some dumplings. So just temporary? Well, there was a turkey over Christmas Hmm. and I think that maybe you can still, you can continue to make those going forward, but Hmm. they've introduced dumplings and it keeps giving you the option to do dumplings. Do you
3: have a photo of the silly house in Whitley Bay that we can see? Um, I want to see how silly it is. I What's... might
2: not have one on my on this phone because I had to reset it because I broke my other one.
3: Oh no, that's okay.
2: I might do. I can have a look while Ben speaks. Yeah. Um, and then also the last thing I played was some Jedi Fallen Order, and I got to the yeah. final boss fight, mm-hmm. um, and and then I was like, I'm fighting this person, and then I turned the game off because I thought I can't do that right now. Well, I
3: really <laughs> I need to replay that game again because I did actually try and replay it recently, but I didn't go all the way through. But I don't even remember who the final boss was. Mm. Um. I don't think so. Yeah.
2: Well, I know, uh, and I. Oh yeah. No, I remember. Yeah, yeah, but I haven't I, fought I them I yet.
3: I don't remember. Okay.
2: <gasps> what? Mm, yeah. didn't yeah. want to spoil In, it? Crazy. In that location. Yeah. That
3: one. That, that, one,
2: that one. That place. Bloody yeah. hell!
3: This game sounds great. <laughs> why not Why
2: haven't we talked about this? But I really enjoyed playing it. I think it's quite fun. I hmm. enjoy having. I like. Carl Kestis, I don't know why you guys don't like him. (laughs) I think he's fine. He's just doing his best. It's not good enough. I don't know (laughs) why everyone hates him. Well, you Um, also don't know why.
3: You're you're not like as much on the bandwagon of disliking Frey from Forspoken, are you? No. No.
2: They're just they're fine. I don't know everyone's mean to them all the time.
3: I I mean, I am in, in that team. I don't think the clips that were like being crucified on Twitter are that bad, but like Across the game, I do dislike her, um, but
2: but anyway, I like Cal Kestis, mm. and um, I am excited for the second game to mm. come out. I quite like seeing the things that are appearing, and also the woman who plays Seer in Jedi um, Fallen Order is in for spoken. She played one of the judges. Oh yeah. I saw one during our stream. I was like, hey, I know that. She's face. in a few video
0: games with her actual face. Yeah. And it's, it's she's got really, a very recognizable face. It's really weird. She I was did also think in the trailer for a for a Tom Clancy game as well, I
2: think. Mm, I think she's in the wrong. um she's in Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Yes, she's she playing is. like yeah, and it's like the, but you're
0: character. in full order. You can't be here. <laughs> <laughs> <as> what are <laughs> you
3: doing I here? I know that face. I must admit, when I did see that judge, I thought that she looked familiar, but I was like, I can't think I was like, does she perhaps remind me slightly of Whoopi Gold? Goldberg, um, but cause she's got similar hair in the as as The Judge. Mm. So well not I don't think Whoopi Goldberg has that hair now, but like the classic Whoopi Goldberg
1: in yeah. her peak
3: movie career hairstyle mm-hmm. is similar to The Judge. And I was like, is that it? It's not really that there. I don't think it's her,
2: but no, it's that's her. it'll be her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why I played this week.
3: Well,
0: that's a good selection of video games, Ashley. Thank you. You look for that funny house.
2: I am gonna look for it. Oh, yes. I have here's the picture of the oh. funny house so it's like oh, four weird. houses that looks
0: like a sims house so that oh, so, yeah. yeah
3: it's funny,
2: a really funny house so i built that in the sims there's
3: definitely at least one basic person living
2: in yeah that she lives house. on the end
3: yeah <laughs> i mean in in, in, yeah, bay, in, bay, yeah. in in Whitley bay yeah uh okay.
0: i have played this week uh persona 3 portable i finally finished that mm-hmm. um i basically got i was trying to get as many trophies as i could in my first playthrough there is, frustratingly, a trophy for finishing the, uh, the game with both a female and a male protagonist. So you do need to play through the entire thing again right. uh, as the, from the other perspective. And that's for another day, quite frankly. Uh, but there's also these ridiculously hard mega bosses in there, which, they're, which are optional, and they're in all Persona games. But these ones are just like, you need to follow a guide because if you... And you have to... It's ridiculous, right? because if you do too much damage to this character or this this boss at a certain in a certain amount of goes you, you just get insta killed you have to have a calculator and make sure that you only do so much damage in so many goes and then you can hit them with like a big attack. Okay, to... that's, that's actually a it's bit. It's ridiculous. Like, that's there's not no a trophy, way...
2: that's just part of the game. That, that
0: is a trophy. It's an oh, optional right. thing. So basically Good. I've got a save file before right at the end of my playthrough where I think I'm in pretty much the best possible position to tackle this boss, but I just thought, I cannot be asked with this <laughs> right now. So... I've got like 85% of the Persona compendium as well. So I'm pretty close to getting the Platinum in that game, pending another playthrough, which shouldn't be too hard if I just skip all the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's for another time. Really enjoyed that game. Um, but, you know, go listen to our review discussion from last week for a more in-depth conversation about that and also the stream because I streamed it uh, Mm. this week too so you can see it in action if you want Uh, I played a game from start to finish that I also can't talk about frustratingly and the embargo's up on Monday which is really annoying because otherwise it's just missed the cut for this podcast we would have been able to talk about it here but I will be streaming it on Tuesday uh, and then we'll be talking about it in depth
3: next week in Review Corner we're unsufferable aren't we aren't
0: we there's just
2: too many games at
3: the moment I did say insufferable there it sounded like I said unsufferable Unsufferable. but I did say in
2: I've not played any games I'm not allowed to talk about Mm. I've just played games that are out. Would you like for one? For everyone. Would you like one? I'd love one. Okay. Maybe at some point. Well, we'll see. Hey, Next time. hey, it's okay. Peter's got two. To be fair. And well, I, no,
3: one of them I can't talk about. I've no. just not played enough of it
2: <laughs> to, be to, fair, to you, talk
3: about. You it. were offered Forspoken,
2: yeah. But and I know also that
0: the one to that I, play that <laughs> more. That I'm not yeah, allowed to talk I didn't about. This, but you didn't want to play it, so <laughs> you know there will be there will be the perfect game will come along. I'm sure. Anyway, uh, outside of that, I had uh, a, a little a little boys get together on. Um, the weekend just gone and James Jenkins and uh Kieran Henry uh who is the editor of this fine podcast uh, came over and we played a couple of games. Uh we did uh, gang beasts we played uh Fall Guys? No, we didn't play Fall Guys. That's something I played the other night and I was rubbish at it. Uh, but one thing we did actually try because I thought it would be absolutely horrible is a Wales Interactive game that I've had downloaded for ages and I thought it was going to be one of their worst ones. Mm. It's not. <laughs> it's one of their best ones ah. in all the worst ways. Uh, it's called Dark Nights with Poe and Monroe.
2: Oh my gosh, I've got that on my Steam. Have is that you? a Wales Interactive game? Yeah,
0: it's a spin-off from the shape-shifting detective, oh. right? And it's six chapters and they're all linear because I was afraid some of Wales Interactive's earlier stuff was... Just go and talk to all these characters and try and progress the plot if you want. Whereas I think the best ones are where it it funnels you down linearly based on the choices you make. That is how this plays. And Mm. it is absolutely unhinged. The acting is horrible. It makes no sense. And we stopped at episode three because we thought, you know who would love this? Ashton Matthews. We need to wait until we can all get together
2: that and replay
0: <laughs> it from the beginning so we can all play through oh. it because my god i took a couple of screenshots of just like close-ups of character faces and they're they're just like it's just unhinged in what the best the most I wales interactive way that. possible so we need to play that at some yeah. point because it's terrible and i love it uh and that's pretty much all i played apart from fall guys which i did play uh Earlier this week with a couple of friends, and I'm not very good at that game. So that was that. Never mind. That's what
2: I'm Well, should we talk about the thing that Peter wants to talk about, AKA Forspoken, in this week's Review Corner? I suppose we should do that.
0: And we're here. Welcome to the Review Corner. Peter, this time you are in the hot seat Mm. talking about Forspoken. Yes. Uh, The internet has. Do you think it's fair to say not taken particularly kindly to the uh to, to the to the initial showings of Forspoken?
3: Yeah, I don't and and to a certain extent I think people have kind of put the cart before the horse really and like they fair enough if you want to make a judgment based on a demo that is partly what a demo is for and you know some people were playing the demo saying I'm not sure about I think the combat was one thing people were worried about there are also people doing side by side like stills from like earlier reveal uh, stuff and more recent stuff and saying oh there's been a visual downgrade and yeah okay maybe those are fair comparisons but there was definitely an element of people jumping on a bandwagon saying this game is trash before they'd certainly before they played the the actual game because it was chat that was happening before mm-hmm. the release mm-hmm. uh and some of them I imagine didn't even play the demo and were saying right. yeah this game's trash um someone made the point in the chat uh, of one of my streams recently saying, I imagine a certain subsect of those people might be deciding that because of just the nature of the protagonist, uh, possibly, various possibly. attributes of the protagonist. Other people, for other reasons, I'm sure. But uh, I've I've gotten I've gotten into it already. I'm talking. About, I'm doing. I'm doing the the review already. But you put
0: your cart before your horse. I have.
3: You set me off. But
0: Sorry. Tell me. Tell me about the game. What's happening?
3: Uh, well, what's happening is that Square Enix sent us a code. Thank you, Square Enix. <laughs> you, um, Square Enix. I want to say that first. Uh, so you play as Frey. Hmm. Um, she is a an orphan. She was found in the Holland Tunnel um, in uh, New York. I think I don't test me on my American geography, but you're certainly in New York when the game starts. Um, And she uh, doesn't know her parents. She was passed through a few foster homes growing up and then just set out onto the mean streets as soon as she was able. Mm -hmm. And the game opens with you in court because you've been, stealing uh, again you've got a bit of a record at this point okay. the judge is lenient and lets you out and uh, it's fortunate that she does because you've actually been saving up a whole lot of cash there's a big sports bag full of a hundred dollar bills that mm. she's been saving up and she's gonna get out of town and start a new life for herself it's her birthday coming up she's born around christmas time mm-hmm. um, and she's like a couple more days and i'm gone unfortunately she's um In some, she's she's got into some trouble with the local gang uh, who she's been doing some work for, and they burn down the apartment that she's been. It's like an abandoned apartment that she's been in, and all of the money burns. No, so she is basically sitting on a bridge or a a a big sign. It looks like she's thinking of basically jumping off because she's like, there's nothing left for me now. I've got you know, Mm. Uh, but she decides, no, no, I won't. And in that moment, she her attention is uh, kind of drawn by this kind of... I, I can't really remember what it was now, but this little flying thing, like a bug or something or a bird mm. or shiny. And uh, as she follows it, she finds what she refers to as a cuff. Um, it's like a kind of a gauntlet thing. You'll have seen it in the artwork. Uh, she pops it on and suddenly she's in the world of Athia. Oh, mm. okay. Um, and Athia is being... a there's a there's a kind of a corruption happening that's affecting various places geographically and also the animals within that and the people as well turns them into zombies mm-hmm. uh, and basically most of the residents are holed up in one city um, and the people who used to lead Athia the various uh, regions of it um, are kind of uh, they've they've gone mad basically they've gone they've gone a bit evil and uh, so you're basically moving through. Um, they they're called tantas they're these women with like magical powers mm-hmm. and uh, you've got to basically save the world um oh. so that's the story okay um it starts with a lot of mystery you don't know you can tell that like phrase origins are likely going to be explored in the game mm-hmm. and there's probably going to be some big reveals as the game goes on I've not finished it yet I've played probably f- five hours now I think mm-hmm. um and replayed the intro. I've played the intro twice because I streamed it. Um, But yeah, so that's the setting and the story for the most part. Okay. Um, Your cuff talks to you, sounds a bit like Hugh Laurie. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, that's where. My biggest gripe with the game begins really is okay. with, with the writing and the dialogue. So, going into the game, based on some of the stuff that people were saying online, the things I was most worried about were um, the uh, whether there had been some sort of visual downgrade and like the performance associated with that as well, you know, whether it was going to chug if you had it on too high a setting. Uh, and also, uh, people, a lot of people who played the demo. Um, were saying to me that they weren't that into the uh, combat and the controls. So you mm. played it, didn't you? I
0: did, yeah. How
3: did you find that in the demo?
0: I was just left kind of feeling a bit flat about all of it. Right. Uh, including the the combat. But it may well have been just because it it just threw you in. you in. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Um, so I went in thinking, well, if there are going to be problems here, those might be the problems that I have. Mm. And actually, surprisingly, I think the game, I think it looks great. Um I've got it on ray tracing mode. Um uh, I well I say great. I mean it's not like it's going not going to win awards for visuals of the year sort of thing. But I think it looks looks good looks fine. Okay. Uh, I have had a little bit of a performance issue uh in some areas where there's a lot of combat going on, a lot of particle effects and stuff. It does seem to drop some frames which is not good. Um but yeah, I certainly don't think there's been a graphical downgrade even if that is at the expense of the performance. Um and I actually really like the combat. I think it's you, I think you, it's one of those games where you feel like a badass without having to do very much. Mm. Um so it's kind of got a bit of a God of War effect or a Spider-Man effect where yeah you're just even if you're just doing basic attacks the animation of those attacks involves you flipping the hell all over the place. And, you know, uh, it can be quite easy to take down certain enemies. I am admittedly playing it on um, story mode at home. But when I streamed it, I had it on the default balanced mode. And that seemed relatively straightforward as well. It's not a grind, the combat, which is something I don't like uh, in modern games where a a single enemy takes, you know, a a couple of minutes each to take down. So combat and visuals, I'm fine with. But... I have to basically agree with what has now almost become a bit of a meme online mm-hmm. with the uh, the way this game is written. I find Frey just wholly unlikable or okay. or largely unlikable. I think, to be fair, some of the clips that were going around to demonstrate the uh, how how kooky and weird the writing was, mm. I don't think they're some of the worst examples, actually. I think the one where she's saying, I, I moved, moved that with my freaking mind, Uh, and there's one where her and the cuff are doing impressions of each other saying that's what you sound like Mm. both of those i think all right they're not great but they're they're okay yeah i think it's a bit unfair to crucify a game based on those but actually there are other things in the game that are way more annoying she swears (laughs) constantly yeah um I don't mind a bit of swearing. I do swearing occasionally on stream when I shouldn't do. People know that I'm not like prudish in that sense that like all swearing is bad. But I think if you're just swearing all the time, it kind of just loses its effectiveness. Right. And she sounds like a kind of angsty kid who's like her parents have gone out for the night. And so she's going to sit around and say flip in the house. Because uh, she because she can. Okay. So there's that aspect I don't like. Um, and I also just... So you can turn off... Uh, you can turn the combat chatter to a minimum mm. uh which i think a lot of people are doing uh it's not but it's not the frequency that bothers me it's it's the actual content of it you know i don't mind if they're going to talk a lot through the game yeah um but it is just this sort of like angst this it's sort of it's it's me me people are saying um iron man has a lot to answer for you know like the the kind of the marvel hero effect right Okay, where it's like yeah i'm in this dangerous situation but i'm just quipping all the way through and kieran one of our editors told me before i played the game that he would played the demo i think he played the demo or he'd seen oh an hour of gameplay was leaked wasn't it before the game was launched from the beginning and in the opening uh segment of the game Frey's being beaten up by the 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 criminal gang that she's run into Mm. and it's like really brutal like one of them like properly like clocks her in the head and i think her head smacks against this concrete wall and she just like looks back at them and says another quippy thing like she's just saying stuff to piss them off right and it's like i don't care how street wise and like independent you are Mm. if you're getting laid into by three people who are bashing your head against a concrete wall you wouldn't continue to go with them but because she's like Hey, this like hero that you you really wanna you would love to be friends with in real life because mm-hmm. she's so witty, uh, that's what she does. Mine, okay. So uh, I I don't think I'm gonna be playing much more of the game. I don't think I'm gonna get through it because mm. I still I've given her her time for her character to develop and she just continues to be this kind of angsty teenager which is a shame
0: that is such a shame uh, how do you feel generally about the story not just in terms of because as you alluded to i imagine you're yeah. uncovering some stuff about uh phrase background yeah uh, but what you're doing in athia mm. and, and the world there is is it is it interesting is is the world interesting are the people interesting
3: it's not like it's not uninteresting but it's it's not actually that original um i think it's quite easy to pick up like to just throw a bunch of sort of fantasy tropes into a mix and then maybe paint a semi-unique veneer on them and say this is our interpretation of of this thing but this thing is something that you've actually seen quite a lot in a lot of fantasy games now i couldn't necessarily pick on this game in particular for doing that because by definition, if I'm saying it's a bit samey and it's a bit done, then other people have been doing it as well. So this isn't like a sin that is uh unique to this game. But yeah, it's not it's nothing special really. There's a corruption moving through the world, you know. No, that that's something we've seen before in games. There are these like powerful Tantas who you go up against. And yeah, all right, there's some intrigue around phrase backstory but if i'm not like actually forming an attachment to frey as a character then i'm not exactly going to be invested in finding out what has happened to her in her past Mm -hmm. i'm maybe just like somewhat interested into like how she actually magically ended up in this world to begin with and how she's going to get out but even then i imagine it's just going to be not hand waved away but just say you know this is the magic system that happens in our world and this is how you ended up here and here's how you get back so okay. yeah it's it's not got a really you it's not got a usp really as a story it's nothing it's like particularly hooking me in and uh unfortunately some things are pushing me away including the writing so mm-hmm. that's a real shame gameplay wise it's fun i like the combat and of course i've not even touched on it. i mean i'll 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 wrap it up now but there are there are uh sort of the things you would expect to have in an open world fantasy rpg so there are various map markers um, that you can go and uh wander off the beaten track and, and do all sorts of things collecting things and working your way through clearing enemies out of certain areas and, and all that sort of thing there are sort of boss style creatures you can encounter as you're wandering along so you'll just be in the wilderness and they'll be like uh quite early on you'll encounter this giant deer that i found too tough to defeat so it's like okay i'll come back and do that later which Mm -hmm. is good gives gives you a, a sense a reason to come back and and to explore the world um and there's like various unique things you can do to level your character there are skill trees um you can craft and upgrade items and also there's this like nail mechanic where Mm -hmm. she paints runes onto her nails okay um and you collect the certain patterns as you go around the world and so you can apply one to one hand and one to another and kind of combine them and Mm -hmm. you you know create your own sort of build and they'll they'll just give you various upgrades and abilities and stuff so that's something that yeah it's pretty unique yeah you're painting your nails but again like fundamentally it's Mm -hmm. still just attach this attachment kind of thing yeah it's it's presented as nail art which is an interesting take on it but uh ultimately you're just equipping a thing that you found in the world so uh depends how jaded you are i suppose as to whether you think that counts as unique or not yeah um
0: so is there a group of players that that you would recommend this game to that might enjoy it or is it just generally across the board maybe just avoid this one
3: to me To use a slightly dated comparison, the things that I like about this game and the things I dislike about this game map on quite well to Dragon's Dogma. Okay. um, In that it's got a a nice open fantasy world, which is quite pretty at times. um, And the combat is very fun. I really like the combat in Dragon's Dogma. But what I didn't like in Dragon's Dogma was your protagonist was actually mute so it's a different problem but it's it's someone you can't really form a an attachment to Mm -hmm. um and the story was kind of complex and it felt maybe a little bit bloated at times so if you happened to like dragon's dogma for for kind of all that it was like warts and all then i imagine you might like this game Mm -hmm. you know in spite of its flaws um I don't know why that game in particular like I, I think maybe just the setting I guess is is why I formed that kind of comparison in my mind as I played but uh yeah I think if you like that game maybe give Forspoken a go and uh, as always the best thing to do is to maybe find some footage online someone who's playing the first hour or so and and just have a look at that and uh, try and form a judgment based on that um but uh yeah probably not for me I don't think I'm gonna finish it I' mm-hmm. uh, given it a good go. Um, but, you know, there's a lot coming out end of January, early February, so uh, it might have to take a back seat now, unfortunately.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. it's available right now on PlayStation 5 and PC. And PC
3: as well. Yeah, it is. So a uh, couple of options there. So uh, fingers crossed, some of you out there, it will be for you, but mm. uh, not not quite for me, unfortunately. It was one of the ones I was looking forward to this year mm. um, at the tail end of 2022, but uh, it's... Not had the best start, unfortunately. That's a shame. Yeah, it's a shame. Mm. Wonderful. Well, thanks, Ben. Thank you, Peter. Should we go back to the podcast? Let's do it. Okay. Thanks, Peter. Thanks, Peter. Thanks, Peter. Ashton, would you like to ask a question?
2: I would. This comes from Bartek. Triple Bap! I finally finished Xenogears with a clear conscience I can say that I completely understand the cult around it and worship. What a philosophical and emotional journey. Best of all, one hero has a name like me. As you can guess, he is super handsome, charismatic, and humble. So the question for all you, for all of Triple Jump and Waruses, is, how do you feel when a character in a game has your name? Your weeb, Bartek. I did a quick
3: Google and I think the character is called Bart, I think. Yeah. So I was like, oh, is there a character called Bartek? Um, And uh, I think they're Bartholomew, short for Bart. Or at least there is a Bart somewhere in the franchise. I don't know. I'm not sure. But uh, so we were all trying to think of characters (laughs) who have our names. Mm. Um, I didn't
2: bother thinking because I know there isn't any. Okay,
3: It's really hard to Google
2: character video yeah it's really hard <laughs> yeah
0: because you your mind goes completely blank mm. there are a few but outside of actual existing licensed properties like star wars or marvel and all that kind of stuff that happen to have games around them there are very few
3: original video game characters with our names as far, yeah. as
0: far as we could tell there'll be people
3: who can offer up examples i'm sure and there's perhaps like the odd npc in fallout because they all have like you know non-fantasy names so you, you do get your, your bens and your peters and your johns and your those were the Richards. best though because you would go onto the fallout wiki and google ben and the three
0: characters there's like there's a photo of the character and it's a charred skeleton yeah mine just, was as just well
3: in cushion peter <laughs> it's a skeleton with like six axes in his back <laughs> up a mountain <laughs> um, but what I came up with, other than Marvel characters, so Peter Parker and Peter Quiel, mm. um, was Pete from Bully. Uh, well, I'd say I came up with it. Was it you, Ashton? Someone suggested oh, Pierre James James, James. James. <laughs> Alex, someone did. <laughs> um, so I do remember Pete from Bully, but I mean, I didn't feel any like particular connection or disconnection to him and i think broadly to answer the question uh how do i feel when a character in a game has my name i don't think it actually affects me that much i don't think i get like any more into it or less you know people have always well not always but occasionally like said oh peter parker to me like if we're talking about spider-man or whatever and i don't sort of feel like oh yeah he's got the same name as me that's really cool Mm. it's just uh it's just it's just his name. I think perhaps if I had a more unusual name, not that there are that many Peters, but there are a fair few, um, then perhaps if suddenly you encountered someone like, oh wow, like this person's actually got my name. Like if an Ashton came along, particularly a female Ashton, mm. you would, you might think like, oh, this is, this kind, is kind of my interesting. God.
2: <laughs> How exciting. don't want
3: to speak for you, but like, you know, it's like yeah. an unusual... It would be an unusual thing for you. It but. would
2: feel the same to me as it did when I was a child, when everyone would go and get personalised key rings with their mm. names on it. Mm. And I'd look for A and I'd be like...
3: Bort. No. <laughs> Bortech. <Bought. laughs> it's,
2: it's, it's like... Alex or Ashley. And mm. I'm like, no, no, that's not my name. And then eventually when they were like Ashton's appearing, I was like, oh my God, Ashton's fine I could finally happening? have a kid. They're all way.
3: written in blue. Because yeah, they're boy ones. They're boy names. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Um so but yeah, I don't I don't think it really necessarily makes me feel more immersed or connected to a character. I'm I'm just in it for how they're written and whether they say silly things or not. <laughs>
2: I think if I saw a character, I'd be really excited. Uh, If they were like, here's the main character of this game. She's called Ashton. I'd be like, oh my God. God. I think I'd be excited. I need that (laughs) game. Yeah, (laughs) I need that game. Um, But uh, yeah, it's never really happened to me because i have a stupid name um (laughs) but if i if i can name my own character like if i can name my protagonist i still don't give it my name no i don't i'll pick a completely random name or like give it a stupid name rather than giving it my name because most of the time i'm if i'm playing an rpg where it's like my character is created normally i will give that character a name that is not mine because it's not me playing it's like i'm pretending to be someone else um because, uh, yeah, they always have stupid. And like, I also think it's funny if you're going into a story game and it's like, hi, butt face. Thank you for coming to my rescue. Like, that's yeah. funnier than just saying, hi, Ashton. Thanks for coming to my rescue. But um, I do, like, if I saw a character with my name, I'd be as excited as Bartek was about seeing a character with his name. I just think it's neat. I know that yeah. you guys have got basic names. So you probably yeah. see people with your name all the time, but.
1: Well, I've only ever yeah. met
2: one other Ashton. Really? When I was a child, um well, no, when I was like a teenager, a child moving across the street from me mm. who was called Ashton, well. and I'd never met anyone else with my name. And then suddenly there's a woman down the street shouting my name at her son. And I was like, Who is shouting my name? Like, what <laughs> is happening? And I'm look, I'm like coming out the door like, Yes. Me, me, <laughs> hello, and then she like Grabs his kid and she's like, "Ashton, sorry, stop my son is also named like, Ashton." And I was like, "What are the chances of that?" And then one time, we we're both in a local doctor's surgery, mm. and he said, "They said my name," and the woman was like, oh, are "You called Ashton <laughs> too?" And I was That's like, "That's crazy." Yeah, yeah. I have a boy name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I there's only one real character that I could find uh, based on the suggestion of our team. Uh, that that is that actually has my name that isn't a licensed character there's a pokemon ranger guardian signs character called ben apparently right oh. um oh, there's all the ben 10 games of which there yeah. are many uh ben drowned the creepy pasta from majora's mask oh yeah yeah uh sorry majora's mask uh ben Quadinaros from star wars episode
3: Quadrant. Really, Quadrineros? Yeah, quadrin-a-ros. No, it says quadrin-a-ros.
0: I don't know
2: if we trust Peter with pronunciation. Of
3: well, Star I mean, Wars characters, it might just be,
0: might just be a typo. I think it's
3: Quadrineros or Arrows. Yeah, there's Ben in there.
0: Mm. uh He's an alien man. He's in Star Wars Episode One: Racer. But the main one is Ben Paul from The Walking Dead Season One, The Telltale Game, mm. who's like the the high school student who's a bit of a coward and keeps. He means well, but keeps making mistakes that put everyone in danger. Mm. And uh, yeah, he kind of pisses me off. I I didn't think anything of the fact that he had my name beyond, oh, cool, he's got my name. Mm. That's cool.
2: But do you not think, like when you were saying in Fallout, when it was quite funny that the skeleton like had your name, Yeah. do you not think that that's, like if you came across that skeleton and it was like Ben above its head, do you not, like you'd probably laugh at that because it had your name. Maybe
0: so. Maybe mm. so, yeah. But like the
2: way that you like, if you just saw a skeleton with a bunch of axes in its back, you probably wouldn't laugh. But because it's called Pincushion, Pincushion Pete, mm. and because your name is Peter, it's then funny because yeah, maybe it's your name.
3: Possibly, I think it'd be I'd in a way I'd find it funnier if it was just called Pete or Peter. If it's mm. like Pincushion Peter, that that like gives immediately gives it a whole personality that I don't Apart associate from it's
2: with just me. Child skeleton Ben. But if
3: I just found a child skeleton that said Ben or Peter. My mind might initially go, oh, it's like if I was dead, that's me.
2: (laughs) I'm
0: dead. I love the fact that, you know what? I get more excited when I see my friends' names in games, in particular Borderlands 2, where there's a tiny loader bot and there's wanted posters all over the game for Jimmy Jenkins, Jenkins. (laughs) which is amazing, uh, considering James Jenkins is uh, someone who we know well in Uh real life. So whenever I see the Jimmy Jenkins posters, I get a real kick out of those. I think they're hilarious. Yeah. Um, But Peter, you're the only one out of the three of us that could probably speak to what it's like to play a game where a protagonist actually has your name Mm. and they're saying your name. When, When they say... Hey, Peter, do you go, yes? On the t- <laughs> Every on the time. Temper, and go, oh,
3: sorry. Oh, man. sorry. <laughs> what are the chances? Well, uh, Spyro the dragon was nearly called Pete the dragon, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know if maybe if he'd been called Pete the dragon, I might have, in a way, sort of like resisted that game a oh, bit more. Oh, really? Because it might have been a bit weird that like, They're always saying my name. And like, if people found out that I really liked Pete the Dragon. Hi,
2: I'm Peter and I love Pete the Dragon. Yeah,
3: they might have thought, right, okay, you big baby. Pete Pete the
0: Dragon. Yeah.
2: And you've you've embroidered an R on the end. Yeah, (laughs)
3: exactly. So I think, yeah, I might have thought like, oh, people will think I just like him because he's called Pete. So it's probably just as well that they didn't call him that. Mm. Otherwise, uh, well, they also would have got in legal trouble. I think they changed it because of Pete's Dragon. There was like a film called Pete's Mm. Dragon. I was
0: going to say, I think I've heard of that. Well, there we are. We don't really care, is the, is no, the answer, unfortunately. Not. Can't I can't say we've ever made a real connection with them, but Ashton would care a lot. Yeah, I would. Jimmy Jenkins is gaming royalty, mm-hmm. quite frankly. Well, it's time to move on to something a little unusual, um, a little bit uh, of Monica in my life. Mm. It's uh, Weird News Time. Mm.
3: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?
0: It's weird news time, time for some weird video game news. If you want to submit weird video game news to us, of course, send it to us on Twitter and Facebook. There's a post that goes out at the start of the week. There's a chance yours could be picked, and you get a shout-out right here in the weird news section. If you want to guarantee a shout-out in the weird news section, though, you need to go to patreon.com forward slash support us at a certain tier, and become a podcast producer, just like... Nathan
2: G.Y. Goliath.
3: Nexus Polaris Duncan Wilson
2: Nicole Hanson Ellie Nicholas
3: Erica Hutchinson
2: Melody L. Bonnet,
3: Katie Garrett and Gabrielle Philipping. Thank you, thank podcast, you podcast producers. producers. Thank you,
0: podcast <laughs> producers. <laughs> Peter, what's your weird
3: news? I've got a weird today. news here that was submitted by Connor Mulcahy M- M- Mulcahy. Mm. Um, uh, I think it's Conroy Milk, that's easier to pronounce. Um, it's according to Kotaku. Oh. I just rejected cookies and it closed the tab. <laughs> uh, hang on. Will <laughs> if you won't have
2: cookies. my cookies, you won't get to me at my article.
3: Uh, War Thunder players are once again posting military documents on forums.
2: Oh, I don't I... know if it's going to be in this article, but I saw on Twitter that yeah. someone had been asked, like yeah. in their like their security job application, <laughs> do they play War Thunder? And they were like, no.
3: Someone was a referee for one of their friends who was getting a job at...
2: The government, U.S.
0: government, of, or yeah. some sort of military.
3: So they rang them thing. up, and they're asking you, know, like, are they reliable, and uh, what's the all these things? And then do, they, they, said, play do War they, they play War Thunder? <laughs> <laughs> <No>. uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. But why has that reputation been earned? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, this is an update to a story we've covered in the past. Um, but here we go. Uh, maybe they should change the game slogan to "Can't stop, won't stop." Says Luke Plunkett. Brilliant. Well Good Luke.
2: one, Luke. Good job, Luke.
3: You may remember that one of the funniest stories of 2022, according to Luke Plunkett, it
2: was so yes, funny, was
3: the way that players of War Thunder, an arcade online shooter featuring real military vehicles, just kept on posting military documents in the game's forums, not as acts of espionage, but to win arguments about specs. <laughs> The last time we checked on the uh, checked in on these guys, it was some tank players who, despite ban after ban, just kept on sharing detailed classified information on currently operational main battle tanks and their armaments. So these are people who have access to those documents because of their position, I guess, or their their job, or maybe they've found them like in another forum in, in, with with bad means, illicit means. Uh, And they're arguing about, like, this tank's better than that tank. And they say, I'll prove it to you. And they post this document that should not be posted on the internet. Mm
0: -hmm. Why does this tank not have a higher armour rating than this tank? Yeah.
3: Look, here's evidence Mm -hmm. as to why.
2: Here's how you would destroy the tank in an actual (laughs) military situation. Yes,
3: here's its weak spot. Uh, This week, we've seen a similar thing happen. Only now it's about fighter aircraft. As Massively OP report... Earlier this week, a player shared military documents relating to the F-16 fighter jet in order to win an argument. The problem is that those documents, while not designated as classified military documentation like the tank guy's stuff, were still restricted material, quote, under the jurisdiction of the International Traffic in Arms uh, Regulations, ITAR, Uh, a State uh, State Department-enforced law that limits disclosure and transmission of U.S. weapons data and information to foreign individuals, including distribution on the Internet. So, not classified, but still not the kind of thing you should be posting in a video game forum. Then, just a day later, someone else was at it again. This time, a different user posted excerpts from over a dozen weapon system manuals for the F-15E, again these weren't classified indeed they were for systems old enough that they had been indeed they were for old indeed they were for systems old enough that they had been declassified but like i've already said just because something isn't classified doesn't mean you can freely post it on the internet forums where mm. anyone in the world can see them so they were deleted as well I said this last year, but I will say it again now. The fact that a video games forums have become one of the greatest OPSEC hazards of the modern age just because some dudes want to argue over a weapon statistics is very funny. <laughs> Thanks, Luke. That's now the funniest story of 2022. Yeah. It is. Well, next
2: yeah. year when it happens again. Remember the funniest story of 2022 <laughs> and oh, 2023? Boy do I. That people
3: were posting documents that aren't actually classified this time. Mm. Mm. Slightly less funny. Yeah. It's still pretty funny though.
2: I have some weird news. Yes. It comes from RB at R underscore B84 on Twitter. Mm. From Kitaki by Zax Bison. Real soldiers use Metal Gear Solid tactic to defeat military robot I think Solid Snake and Metal Gear Solid creator Hideo Kojima would approve of this tactic. Mm. There's a lot of guff in this article, so I am going to skip past bits. Okay. Um, Cardboard boxes are very useful. You can use them to move stuff, create large elaborate forts out of them, and uh, probably other things too.
0: Webster's Dictionary defines cardboard Mm. box as
3: place where cat lives.
2: Yes, (laughs) but did you know that you can use a cardboard box to hide from a highly advanced military robot? It's true even if it sounds like something straight up a video game. And then it explains what Metal Gear Solid is and how in that game you can hide under a box from enemies. Yeah. And that's basically all you need to know.
3: Never really worked for me. They would always just kick the box over. Yeah, Don't I just if they shot everyone. saw me moving or
2: something. Mm. Mm. Um, it turns out this tactic actually works in real life against AI powered robot, which, yes, it sounds like a Metal Gear Solid thing, but it's actually something that exists in the real life world, in our real life world. The Economist defense editor Shashank Joshi posted an excerpt from an upcoming book about artificial intelligence in the military. In it, the author of the book, Paul Sher, has a story about the US military used a group of Marines to improve an AI robot's human detection algorithm. To do so, Marines walked around the robot for a few days, while engineers used the data to improve the AI. But eventually, someone decided to flip things and asked the soldiers to try and defeat the AI, defeat the AI robot instead of helping it. And then there's some excerpts from a book taken just in a picture. Good. Um... The eight Marines parked the AI robot in the middle of a traffic circle and played a game. Whoever could reach the robot from a long distance away without being detected won. All eight Marines were able to do so. Some did cartwheels, throwing off the robot's <laughs> detection algorithm. <laughs>
3: I'd love to see that.
2: Yeah. Another pretended the to naked be a tree. Yeah. Metal yeah. yeah you have to
3: well. hide your hide your Wilson while you do them.
2: Yeah. yeah. Another pretended to be a tree, using branches and slowly moving towards the, t- the robot, smiling the whole time. <laughs> but perhaps the best tactic used by the Marines was hiding under a cardboard box. Apparently, two different marines shared a single cardboard box and hid under it while moving towards the robot. You could hear them giggling the whole time said a person in the book referred to as Phil. As explained in the book, the AI system was trained to spot humans walking and running, not people doing somersaults or hiding in boxes. So These fairly simple and childish tact- tactics worked and fooled the AI. Meanwhile, any average person would have, e- would have been easily spotted. Uh, would have easily spotted a moving box or a flipping soldier, showcasing a major issue with the AI and its reliance on previous data and algorithms. Soldiers defeated robot AI using cardboard boxes and silly gymnastics. M- moves cinematic gymnastic moves sounds like a plot point for Metal Gear Solid game mm-hmm. just one more thing Kojima predicted I guess yeah. yeah
3: do you think when they were tasked with you know get past this AI robot do you think either one of them was actually a Metal Gear Solid fan perhaps I don't say, know oh, we yeah, could maybe do so. what, what Snake yeah. does
2: get in a box
0: the future of warfare is uh, it's going to be funny
3: yeah that's what I've learned today it's going to yeah. be the funniest warfare it's, of it's 2023 the next war will war? be the
2: funniest war yeah
3: we'll look back on it and
0: go I
2: would like to the have war. been there and just seen this cardboard box with like two giggling grown men like <laughs> hiding underneath it, or the man just the man hiding a as a tree, tree. <laughs> yeah.
3: smiling the whole
2: way.
0: <laughs> My weird news comes courtesy of at Lloyd ninety on Twitter. Thank you at Lloyd W ninety on Twitter, and uh, I think this is a Kotaku triple triple whammy triple whammy. Whoa. Yes, thank you. Uh, some people may have seen this as a uh, something of a. I'm something of a collector myself. Uh, it was quite hard, to, <laughs> quite hard to look at. A lot of people are very upset about this. Pokemon Fan says US Customs destroyed $4,000 classic game. An original sealed copy of Pokemon Yellow reportedly worth nearly $4,000 was ruined by US Customs and Border Control after its seal was not only cracked, but its case broken and the front of the box sliced clean off in a wanton display of aggression against collectibles, the owner <laughs> claims. Uh, That owner, who goes by the master of unlocking, told Kotaku he was disappointed to see such senseless damage. It's Jill. Yeah. (laughs) To see such senseless damage done to the now ruined collector's item. There's an autoplaying video that's taking up half the screen. Oh. You clicked on the video. I didn't. I tried to close it. I hate websites. The Master of Unlocking's friend, Night Dive Studio CEO Stephen Kick, Mr. Kick, <laughs> tweeted a picture showing the ruined Pokemon Yellow copy on January the 19th. Uh, the, don't worry, it can autoplay a video, but it won't embed an image that we need to see that's pivotal to the article. Let's have a look. Slice uh, the front off. Yeah, I'll show you. It's real. They've Here we Already are. Really minced it. Look at the state of that they just oh, they've cracked no. the the grading case open and then just sliced the front of the, the why the did, game they think they did they, they open it with a katana inside. or something I don't know they stu- they didn't study the blade very well that's no. for sure A friend of mine received this sealed and graded original copy of pokemon yellow kick said u.s customs broke the acrylic case ripped and discarded the seal and sliced the front of the box off maybe they weren't fans of water games i think Yes, Water Games is an independent company that grades and certifies games for collectors. There we are, there's the clarification. Uh, Chances are you'll encounter Water Games if you're looking for high-quality mint copies of old games. The company was responsible for grading and certifying the Master of Unlockings copy, giving it an A-plus rating and a score of 9.2. I don't know if it's going to get that anymore. According to Water Games' website, the game is in exceptional condition and worth $3,800. Or it was until US Customs came through and decimated the certification. Well, I do know that if you traded in the y- yellow cartridge at CEX, it would maybe get £15 cash. Okay. So that's you've not lost everything. It's not a total loss. It's not a total loss. Uh, so either they hated the battery inside the cartridge or they thought it it had contained drugs or something. Uh, Can US customs just destroy things without recourse? asked another tweeter, with many others demanding consequences against the agency. When will you learn? (laughs) When will you learn? Uh, it goes on and on. There's there's all sorts of sources there. It's worth a read if you want to feel a bit upset and angry about um, <laughs> Do you think a classic game being destroyed. Do you mm. think you can get compensation? Do you think you can get four grand? I well, I was looking into this. Apparently, the insurance d- tends not to cover what happens in customs, which is kind of shocking. Wow. Mm. Um, and, and usually, when people have problems with customs, it's sort of like the Spider-Man meme where they're both pointing at each other, yeah. but it's customs and then the, the the postal service who are responsible for it. They're like, what's their fault? Where's their And you go around in circles and you don't get anything.
2: The only safe way to get your games is to drive to the the headquarters and get it yourself Mm -hmm. and then drive back. No matter how far away it is, you must drive.
0: Or make knives illegal and then no one can cut them open.
3: Or or can we just get rid of customs? Just let people ferry whatever whatever they 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 like. We
0: ain't nothing but mammals. Let us just walk across into another country.
3: Let me get on a plane with a gun. (laughs) Just let me. Let me go to Europe with no passport
0: and (laughs) Mm. let me just go between the... Free travel is basically what I'm saying. You Uh, want free travel in Europe? I want to get rid of borders. As a Brit. I want borderless travel in Europe and I want to be able to sort of go wherever I want. Madness. Um,
2: I want to be able to stand on the line that says everyone else and not... (laughs) stand in the separate line where we have to get I
0: I don't want to be in the sad line anymore I want to be in the the fast moving nice line well I want
3: blue passports so
0: you've already got them so anyway that's how Pokemon Yellow
3: was destroyed
2: Mm. the
0: end let's have another question
3: yeah it's from uh, Amelia underscore oh one thank you Amelia Mm. hey Abap what game do you wish became a series or a series that got cut short that you would like to see another installment of (laughs) Uh, love from Amelia (laughs) kiss kiss thank you Amelia sorry for being so rude there Um, (laughs) so I have got some of both Um, you know a game that never had any sequels or one that did have some and should come back Haven Uh, well I'll get Beyond Good and Evil and Haven out the way. Mm-hmm. They both ended on cliffhangers that may never be resolved. Haven won't ever be resolved. Uh, although it was a biblical allegory. So maybe I just need to read the Bible maybe. to find out what happened. <laughs> the
0: next chapter has been waiting for you for thousands of years. Yeah. It.
3: Um, it was written just in a cave, uh, like in in Bethlehem or something. Yes, that's where they wrote it. Yeah, in that cave in Bethlehem. Yeah. Um, so, Bible cave. You yeah. Know. <laughs> <No> <laughs> so Bible cave. those two go without saying, I'm sure... Um, but so I've got games here that never had a sequel talked about it earlier actually Bully or in the UK Canis Canum Edit yeah, because we weren't allowed to call it Bully um, but for some reason they picked the slogan of the school in Latin rather than they could have just called it Bulworth Academy yeah. that would have been a much better name but no yeah. uh, but that was a really good game Rockstar uh, GTA style thing but in school um, and there's been talk for a long time about maybe they're doing a sequel it might be a, a university or it might just be back at a school again who's to say but nothing official at the moment um diddy kong racing very underrated kart racer and i would have loved to play more of that there was i think a donkey kong racer or or some kind of Spiritual successor on like the DS or something. I don't know my Nintendo very well, but it was mostly instead of all the like unique colorful characters, there was like Conker and Banjo. That was some of their first appearances, I think. And there was a, like a tortoise and a badger. um In the spiritual sequel, it was mostly just the Donkey Kong family. You know, like what are they called Funky Kong and Girly Kong, Grandma Kong. Yes, that mm-hmm. all those ones. King King, King Kong. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's less exciting. Give me that interesting roster. Um, and then uh, now on to some series that should come back. Tomby, Tomba only had two games. Mm. Everyone's clamoring for a sequel in the Tomby community. They'll never get it. Um, I think Whoopi Camp, who developed it, were sort of closed down or absorbed or something after the second game, um, even though I think there was an intention to make a third game. Um, if they do a third one, they should
0: only print. Uh, three thousand copies, and yeah. then they'll all go on eBay for hundreds of dollars. Imagine like, how much money they would make, just like the, <laughs> just like the first two,
3: yeah. Um, time Splitters, of course, yes. which should apparently be coming back, apparently, maybe, um, and at least they got a good innings with three games, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. whereas only two of them are worth playing. Though, that's right? true, yeah. yeah. Um, and then likewise, Dino Crisis did actually have several games, and the reason that Dino Crisis died out. Or went extinct, yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> want to say, was Good because luck. there was a dip in quality. So I'm told. I've not played the third Dino Crisis, but apparently it was a it's on a downward trajectory. Mm. But if Capcom had just treated Dino Crisis like they've treated Resident Evil and powered through some of the duds, and if it was you know still being made today the way that Resident Evil is being made, imagine what we'd have. Imagine the imagine. quality um there's still hope as well that that will come back or at least get one of the capcom like re engine remakes um so fingers crossed but mm-hmm. those are some that i would like to see more of excellent ashton
2: there was only one game that i think got the short end of the stick and set itself in, up. Or in the history of not gaming th- no not in the history of gaming okay. just that i could think of <laughs> right um and my brain's not that big so there probably is there's loads <laughs> Um, and there's only one game that I could think of that I was like, man, this game really got shafted and deser- it deserved to at least have the prospect of getting a sequel, but it was told no pretty much immediately after release. Um, As Guardians of the Galaxy, um, I think it was a really good game after I got through the bit where I didn't like it for a while. <laughs>
3: have they actually said they're not
2: doing <laughs> they're a not sequel to it. that?
3: I didn't know that. I also,
0: I also was not aware
2: that they were I googled it because I was like, hmm, I thought I'd heard news about this, but I think <sighs> they said that they had outwardly cancelled making a sequel of it oh, because they were man. so unhappy with how badly it performed. Yeah, it even only though... sold
3: millions of copies yeah. and won awards. Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> it, to me, until you said that, I thought, well, that's a shoo-in for a sequel. Yeah, I thought
2: so that too, but I Googled it and it said hey, no. I believe
3: you if you... Yeah,
0: well, you'd... it's it's flipping Square Enix, isn't it? And it's a Western studio mm-hmm. and who knows what the license is. Well, yeah, mean. there's They probably all don't want to touch game. Marvel yeah. again, so... It
2: said... um Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy developer Eidos Montreal has reportedly cancelled a new game. No.
0: So. That is rubbish, if true.
2: Yeah. Not a fan of that. So I think, you know, they've kind of set themselves up to be able to make a sequel and have a really interesting story, but they will, they'll never get that. They'll never get that. Sad face. It's so. very sad
0: face. Mm. I like the first game a lot. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> never mind. Mm. Uh, mine are uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. <laughs> um... And also I'd like another Demon's Souls, please. Yeah. I know there's
3: a lot of dark souls out there. Bloodborne, is that not? And on
0: Bloodborne. The list? Well, yeah, I mean, another Bloodborne 2. That's a very good point, actually. Yeah, I mean, they're, they are functionally similar games, but I mean, I'd like I'd like a direct sequel to them, please. Mm. I'd like a Demon Souls 2. I'd like a Bloodborne 2. I would like all of them, please. Thank you very much. And the other one, which is a bit of an outlier, uh, not the greatest received game in the world, but one that we've talked about quite highly on this show before, especially in terms of its presentation was very nice. And also it has a very intriguing story. And that's The Order 1886.
3: Yeah, I nearly put that down. Yeah, I think it's a real
0: shame because that game ends on a cliffhanger and I was really gripped by the story of that game and very intrigued by the alternative history world that they created. It's just a shame that it was buggy and not hugely (laughs) inspired gameplay-wise. And also, I think, as we've spoken about before, that studio has since been purchased by one of the big companies, maybe Meta, maybe like a mobile game conglomerate i'm not entirely sure anyway they're they're not ready at dawn as the studio then they won't be allowed anywhere near it anymore however i think sony still owns the ip so they could give it to. Well, see it's
2: funny that you mentioned that because this morning i was looking to see if they'd finally announce the ps plus games for next month mm. which they have not but someone was predicting that that game would be next month's was part of next month's ps plus mm, really weird that you've said that because i was like why have I...
3: they sometimes People do that be... before they uh like Well, more before they release sequels rather than announce sequels. Normally, it's for games that are already...
0: It could be it could Pense be a test the waters order. kind of thing, you know, like how do yeah. people perceive it's not it? But confirmed,
2: also, but it was a prediction that someone had made. People
0: will be annoyed by that because it's a it's a very old game at this point, yeah. and it's it's not even it's not very expensive. The joke at the time, because it was uh, it was the forespoken of its day, uh, was that well, it's not worth. I'm not buying it until it's eighteen pounds <laughs> <20. laughs> and eighty six pence.
3: I'm not buying it till it's four sp- uh, pounds and <laughs> oaken <and> pence, <laughs> four spanies. Uh It's yeah, it's it's way cheaper than
0: 1886 uh, now so but it's uh, that was a good game that i liked and uh i would i would love to see it followed up
3: i'm actually surprised that it's not available for free on one of the tiers of um is it not well it, maybe right, so it I is but it the fact like if they're going to add it to plus like typically
2: it might be an extra premium situation yeah it could be i
3: don't
0: know yeah lucky them um wouldn't know not in that club so no no
3: me neither can't get
0: in. they won't let me in because i don't because i won't pay for it (laughs) (laughs) uh is it time to move on yeah to the big discussion it's big discussion time time for the big video game discussion this week comes courtesy of conroy milk mr milk who says greetings bap Last week, Crystal Dynamics announced that they would be ending development for Marvel's Avengers. This continues the trend of live service games having their support ended before they've been able to reach their full potential. See other examples such as Anthem and Babylon's Fall. Why do you think many of these games have seen a lack of success and do you think the industry will now move away from live service games as the majority of them don't seem to live up to expectations? Cheers, Conroy Milk! Alexa up here. Okay. Don't you might From a Kotaku article. Late last week Square Enix announced that, it, that its beleaguered 2020 live service game Marvel's Avengers will no longer receive new content or major updates after March the 31st and all official support for the game will end on September the 30th 2023 with digital sales ending on that date too. While you'll still be able to play it offline and online with friends after these dates, it's effectively game over for the troubled online action game.
2: They're kind of just making it into a game That people might actually want to play now. (laughs) What, by turning off the servers? I mean, the the servers are staying
0: on. uh, But you can
2: play with just your friend or you're on your own. Or you
0: can play on your own, but it's worse on your own. Mm. (laughs) Apart from the bits that, God, I remember, we were, you remember when we covered it when it came out? Yeah. And I was really keen on like the first couple of hours that I played, as was everybody else. Like, hey, this isn't actually anywhere near as bad. And then it became Mm. like after a couple of hours. The missions were no longer linear, first-person, narrative-focused. Mm. It suddenly became this sort of bland, here's the here's the world map. Where do you want to go to do this this day, this weekly quest mm. where you get dropped in a bland environment and have to do really tedious A to B objectives, yeah. which are apparently missions. You level up, you, I don't know. Anyway, it was really exciting for a while, and I was super excited for that game. And I'm sorry to see that it's died, uh, but I can't say that I'm surprised.
3: Yeah, it's weird, though, because, like, so Comroy Milk says, you know, uh, where is it? Um, why do you think many of these games have seen a lack of success? And do you think the industry will move forward from live service games? I've I've wanted the industry to move forward from live service games for a long time. Mm. But the fact that they keep continuing to make them makes me think that, like, is it just me? Am I? Well, not just me, but, is you know, am, am I in the minority here not liking live service games? The fact that they continue to make them makes me think they must be popular yeah and therefore i'm always surprised i think it's weird when like another live service game comes out it just falls on its ass like anthem as well is another good example and then it's you know they sort of it's sort of brushed under the carpet and they move on and say right we're, we're doing new projects now and i'm i'm like well yeah yeah, that's what I thought would happen. And then you continue to keep making mm. these games. So
2: I think it's the same thing we were talking about last week in like, well, mine will be different. Yeah. Mine will be better. Yeah, I think it's, it is.
3: It's that. It's it's
0: such a huge gamble every time because the 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 dollar sign possibilities are pretty much endless. Like I think most let's say, for example, speaking completely out of our asses, that there's a boardroom full of executives who don't know anything about video games, but mm. they like making money. Yeah. And they see that Fortnite apparently generated $5.8 billion in revenue in 2021. We don't know profit, but you have to assume that it's, it's a fair chunk of that mm. is profit. <laughs> yeah. um, they want that. They want a piece of that pie, but they either have to develop a game that is premium, like Marvel's Avengers was at launch, like Anthem was at launch, mm-hmm. like Babylon's Fall was at launch, or they have to push all their chips in and make it free to play where there's no guarantees. Yeah, the, it's, it's a risk reward thing where the risk... I think most casual observers would say is probably far greater than the chance of reward. But even the chance of that reward is seemingly enough for these guys to just go, yeah. We're Sony, we're developing 12 life service games by the end of 2025.
3: Yeah. So <laughs> And especially if you can like snap up a Marvel, you know, the Avengers license, you're thinking like this is gonna print money. Yeah. Mm. So maybe that is partly uh, an incentivizer an incentive if you uh you might be thinking oh do we take that risk do we do a free to play do we do a premium then perhaps oh marvel oh we can stick that on it people will pay for that mm. and that is what sends you down that path as opposed yeah. to the free to play
0: if avengers can't do it and if crystal dynamics can't do avengers can do it since <laughs> yeah. makes sense uh then you know it just shows mm. what a risk it. Is. It doesn't help that it wasn't the best game in the world. No, uh, but you know it's those those. That's a big studio, a very talented studio, and that's a huge IP. Should have done well. Yeah,
2: the only live service game I've ever like enjoyed and thought, Do you know what this i can see why people love this game is destiny 2 mm-hmm. and obviously they put a lot of effort into those games and they're kind of constantly changing the only thing i don't like about destiny 2 is that like if you take some time off you miss a significant chunk of, of lore and story that yeah. you then have to just catch up in and like <laughs> blank just text pages that come up when you load the that's game that's one of the one. things
3: i don't like about live service games i don't think it's the case for all of them some of them don't like have like a narrative threading Mm. through in that sense. So it doesn't really matter. But yeah, for those that do, that is one of the reasons I'm like, I don't want to feel like I have to attend class, you know? Yeah. Um, It also
0: feeds into the biggest issue that I think a lot of of new live service games have, or even existing live service games, is that, and we've said it before on this podcast, their very purpose is to be the only game that you ever play. Mm -hmm. They want you to log in every single day. And if you don't, you miss out on story. Yeah. You miss out on daily rewards. Other players will get ahead of you, and they will tell you that. Like the game will manipulate you and try and make you feel bad for, mm. for missing for missing school, you know, yeah. for, for not going. And that's why there's only a handful, maybe two or three kings of this genre, and everybody else who has a go stands no chance. Because if your entire model is to be the only game that everybody that that anybody plays forever. You can't play multiple of those. And it doesn't matter if you're good. It's you can't you can't attract everybody to your to your game. Mm. People only have time it, for, yeah. for one, maybe two live service games if they're playing them religiously. Yeah. So to try and flood the market and have your own success, or not even flood the market, just to try and have your own success is is highly unlikely. Uh, because it's such even though it's not a particularly it feels like it's a really busy genre and a busy space. But it's not really. No. There aren't that many games in it. It's just because of the nature of what they are. Mm. There can only be one or two really popular ones.
3: Yeah, And I think that's that's it, really, isn't it? That's why they continue to be made, and why this won't necessarily spell the end of live service. Well, it won't spell the end of live no. service games. Sony are doing because yeah, <laughs> doing that many uh, because these people in perhaps in a boardroom can you know they've got dollar signs in their eyes. They see how much something like Fortnite is making. They're like, we're going to do that. And then the reason that it pretty consistently is going to be a flop when you make one of these games is because there's just not room in it's a, you know, it's a one horse uh, race in a sense, or maybe two or three horses at best. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And even those that have had success in the past are starting to drop away. I'm sure Call of Duty Warzone still has millions of players, but I know that it's, it's Gotta be down significantly from the pandemic for for multiple reasons, mm-hmm. obviously. People don't have as much time. But as someone who played a lot of Warzone, I can't flip and stand it anymore. It's just not that fun anymore. The new map isn't the, the big Warzone 2.0, from from anecdotally from what I've heard, has not landed with core players as well as they had hoped. Mm-hmm. And so it's really hard, even if you do have that established audience, it's hard to keep them. Like, yeah really hard.
2: Also, you need to put a lot of work in to keep these games entertaining. Yeah, that's true. Like You can't just be like, well, we've made the game now. We'll do periodic updates, maybe a bit of content later on. But Mm. we've done it now. We can move on to the next thing. If you release this game, you're gonna have to keep putting things out. You know, weekly events, monthly events, season events. You have to keep thinking of new things to add to your game to keep people coming back because people aren't. They're gonna get bored. They're gonna like. It's not the same. But Disney Dreamlight Valley, Mm. I've now finished everything now, and I can't do anything until the next like game bit comes out. Yeah, Animal Crossing, like. You kind of, you finish what you need to do and you're like, well, do I don't actually have anything else to do I now? I suppose I'll
0: turn the clock forward to Halloween and yeah, see exactly. if there's any, any cool have stuff that wait. happens. Have to
2: wait um but you know these things are things you have to keep constantly doing which is a lot of work for these devs and a lot of work for these like story teams obviously they've got like probably a, a roadmap map of where that's, that's going to go but there's only like a certain amount of time destiny do basically just keep reinventing the game every couple of years to kind of make it brand new experience like the new is it the witch queen that came out last year is that coming out soon i don't know there's like a new seasons but they're substantial enough that they add an entire, like almost an entire game to the game itself. Destiny Two is massive. Like the the size that you need to, uh, to install for that game is absolutely huge because it's like four games inside of it. Because they kind of periodically make brand new game content for it. But that's the thing; they just haven't got the time or the money when your game's not making any money. Like Avengers wasn't because I didn't know anyone who was still playing it um, to keep making it. If you're not making that money, then of course you're just going to bin it off and work on something that you can make a brand. Spanking new amount of money on it. Yeah, so.
3: that's true. That's just happened with it's not live service in the same sense, but the uh that Crash Crash Bandicoot runner game, Crash on the Run, it was like mm-hmm. a mobile game. Apparently when that launched in its first twenty four hours, it it performed better than any other like for like game in in history. It like mm-hmm. a, a mobile runner game. So there's like a Mario one, Mario on the run or something there's a Sackboy one coming as well it performed better than that uh, it performed better than Temple Run is it called what's that Temple one called yeah, yeah Temple Run sounds Temple right Jungle run. Run. Jungle Temple Run was like Temple.
2: the first <laughs> I think <laughs> Temple Run was like the first one that came out and they were yeah all like deep sort of so it,
3: it looked it had a really good it uh, had a strong start mm-hmm. they've just closed it down after like a year because I think it's it's that maintenance like if you're not constantly reinventing it and they were for a time they were like adding bosses and stuff i never played it but i was following like you know i I used to see it on twitter and stuff and uh i i imagine that perhaps they've just thought well it's not going to continue to make money unless we keep injecting new levels new bosses and and all that stuff so you have to continue to spend money to make money from the from that product yeah so it's a tricky model
2: It's like, it's not the same level as Marvel Avengers, but Project Makeover, which is an app we (laughs) know, I love. Every week, there's something new happening. Like, there's like a a new way of getting extra lives or there's like an event happening where you can like spend these other kind of tickets on a separate like makeover that's happening all month long or whatever. Mm -hmm. There's always something different. Whenever I load the app, it's like, today's new thing. I mean, they're reused. Some, Some of the content happens every kind of month or so, but it's like still new content. So every time I go on, it's like, ooh. Something new to focus on. Good. It's not that
0: it's it's not that new of a genre now, but it's still very exciting, I think, to a lot of big publishers and even you know smaller developers as well, Mm. because it's so far outside of the traditional model of video games where you invest a certain amount of money to ship a game, and then beyond perhaps a couple of patches and some support, you know, just to make sure things are okay after launch, maybe some DLC. uh, That's it. That's the game. It goes out. And you sell it, and some eventually the sales dry up, and that's the end of it. You've made your money from yeah. That yeah. you're going to make from that game. And this is a format where they can potentially, if it goes well, make money indefinitely from this game. Yes, you do have to, you know, sink development costs in constantly, but if your game's doing well enough, then you can easily offset that. Uh, but I don't think. We've seen the last of live service games, not only because Sony have committed to them for a while, and some of those may be cancelled, but they seem confident if they said, we've got 12 and they're coming out by 2025. Mm. Uh, I think it's going to be a case of the, the, the chance of making unlimited money is too alluring. And it doesn't seem like anyone has their head screwed on straight enough to go, a lot of big companies are failing at this. Yeah. Maybe we should back off. I think it's going to be a case of each big company has a go, gets burned, and then backs way off. And then
3: maybe mm-hmm. they'll never do one again. Or yeah. it'll be a while before they do one again. But there'll be some other big publisher or developer who haven't yet made theirs. And like, well, we'll try. We'll have a
0: go. Yeah. We'll, we'll have a go. But yeah, we will... We'll have to see. I am I mean, I don't think any of us are really that big of fans of live service games. No. Uh, but their presence is undeniable, and they will be around for a while, I think, unfortunately, mm. for better or worse, I suppose. Well, yeah. make sure you let us know what you think of everything we've discussed today. What do you think of Forspoken? Have you played it? How do you pronounce Gallagher? We discovered that there might be a third pronunciation.
2: Mm. Yeah,
3: in between uh, when we... It's, pause between sections galaga
2: it. Wasn't Gal- it? Like galaga
3: galaga, galaga. Yeah. yeah with the galaxian apparently with the emphasis on
0: another part of the uh of the word well mm. peter's going to tell you where you can find us around the internet if you want to get in touch
3: you can find us on youtube.com uh, <laughs> forward slash team triple jump and twitch.tv mm. forward slash team triple jump where we put our videos and do our live streams that's on youtube as well as twitch Um, When we're streaming, we are modded by Lobrotovic, Trowling Badger, and Mr. Black. If you've got Amazon Prime and you're already paying for it, part of the bundle that you are paying for uh, includes a free Twitch sub. So you can spend that on us and get all the usual benefits. So consider doing that if you would like. Twitter.com and Facebook.com forward slash team triple jump for video and live stream announcements, legacy video content, bits of news, highlights of the week from Twitch, all sorts of things. That's put on there by Fraser for the most part. Thank you, Fraser, for looking after Facebook and Twitter. Um TikTok.com forward slash at Team Triple Jump for our TikTok. Ashton posted a TikTok that uh got, got taken, taken down. down. Because it was too saucy. I broke
2: community guidelines, apparently, even though I didn't, but they (laughs) they took my TikTok down. Uh,
3: So you have to be on the button. You have to be checking that TikTok. They might not be there long. No. Uh, And patreon.com forward slash team triple jump for various tiers um, with all sorts of rewards available. So go and have a look at those as well, please. Thank you.
2: We have a website, it's tripleju.mp, It triple spells jump, it's very clever. If you want to join a Discord, it's tripleju.mp forward slash Discord. I'm Discord modded by Jack, Joe, Tori and Holloweyes. And if you say to do something, bloody well do it, all right? If you want to listen to the podcast in its audio forms, you go to Jeff.mup forward slash podcast or check up on, or catch up on any of our live stream VODs by going to Jeff.mup forward slash VODs. If you want to book a cameo from any of us or James Jenkins, or James Jimmy, Jimmy Jenkins, you go to Jeff.mup forward slash cameo. And if you want to buy some sick and cool merch like this or like this or like this... You can go to triplejumpshop.com and make sure you're following at TripleJumpShop on Twitter for the latest merch announcements.
0: Absolutely. Why not follow Ashton and Peter on Instagram and Twitter and Hive yes at that peter austin and at scrambled ashton and myself just on twitter at confused underscore dude we do lists every monday tuesday wednesday thursday streams every monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday thursday being the joint stream plays on youtube monday tuesday wednesday friday being solo streams on Twitter. itch uh worst games ever is fortnightly friday for patrons of a certain tier sunday for everyone else we do the podcast every saturday and shows all the bloody time so come check them out uh why not leave us a five-star review on your platform of choice it helps something to do with algorithms, rhythms, and we'd mm. really appreciate it. We forgot to mention a, a pretty significant milestone last week. Yeah, we did. completely glossed over it. We've hit 250,000 subscribers wow. on YouTube, uh, which is huge. So thank you for all of your support. It's incredible and humbling, and uh, it's not going to be long until Triple Jump turns four years old as well. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be combining the Triple Jump anniversary live stream and the triple jump subscriber milestone live stream where we traditionally play uh, a worst game ever uh, into one stream at the beginning of February. So keep your eyes peeled for that. It'll be on YouTube and the VOD will be up on the VOD's channel shortly after. Uh, There's also something else coming out this week, Ashton. Maybe maybe this week,
2: potentially next week. There will be the February Gaming Forecast, which is the roundup of all the games that are coming out um, in February and also what's coming to Game Pass and PlayStation Plus. So if you want to figure it all out but haven't got to go around on all the websites and figure out what's happening and when it's happening, I've done that for you. Don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about it. Uh, It should be coming up maybe this weekend, Probably next week. I think they're releasing PS Plus on Wednesday, which is the 1st of February, which is really annoying. So helpful. So um, it should be coming out, if not now, by Wednesday at least. So, check that out, if you you wouldn't mind.
0: (laughs) Just enough time, Ashton, Let's talk about this week's sponsor once again.
2: Spooky for the celiacs, it is, of course, Bread Space, the rebake.
0: Ooh. Brilliant. So, so frightening. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for listening/slash watching, and we will see you next week. Have a good weekend. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye.